Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, where thought leaders, entrepreneurs, and executives from around the world share their practical tips, strategies, and stories to help you unleash your potential and achieve your goals. Your journey of growth to become your best starts now. Welcome to the Rise Up For You podcast, everybody. My name is Natalina Nasruddin. I am your host and the founder of Rise Up For You. And it is such an honor to be here again, to have an amazing thought leader and expert with us today. It's going to be a fantastic episode. Please help me welcome from your car, wherever you are in the world, Megan Miller. Thank you so much for joining us today. My friend, I am so excited to be here with you. Looking fabulous. I know we're about to have a great conversation. And I should have asked you this. We were just together earlier today. I had you on my podcast, Attention to Attention. So many great nuggets you shared. And I kept calling you Nada. Do you prefer Nada Lena? I didn't even ask you. How rude. No, it's all good. Uh, I prefer Netta. Netta, Netta Lena is my middle name for everyone that's listening. Because <laughs> I get this asked a lot, actually. So my first name is Netta, my middle name is Alina, and then my last name is Nasserdeen. So the full name is Netalina Nasserdeen, uh, but you can call me Netta, which is not a problem. Netta like feta cheese. Everyone listening, Netta like feta. <laughs> Netta like, and, and hey, I knew I loved you, and I love you even more now with that because I love myself some feta cheese. Yeah, and I'm Middle Netta. Eastern, so it should be really easy for you to remember. <laughs> <laughs> is it a family name? Lena or, or Netta? Net, Netta. Is it, does it have a family uh, history to it? Um, it's a Middle Eastern name. So most Nettas that I know are, uh, you know, Lebanese. They're from the, the Arab culture or uh, there's a lot of uh, Persians that are named Netta as well. But it is a Middle, uh, Middle Eastern name. And in Lebanon or in Arabic, Netta means the morning mist, like the dew drops on like the rose petals. And in the Persian culture, Netta actually means the voice or the calling, which I happen to really like that definition. <laughs> Tell me that's not a little serendipitous full circle moment right there. Awesome. Well, Megan, it's, it really is an honor to have you here. I always like to start off the episode by letting the audience get to know our guests in your own words. So I always say brag a little bit. Let's practice some self-promotion. Everyone listening, you're going to see it here live. So tell us a little bit about yourself and all the cool stuff that you're up to. Yeah, thank you for that. Boy, self-promotion, it's something that I struggle with. And um, I think you see people and you think everybody has it all together but you. But I'm here to tell you, my friends, I, I struggle with a lot of the demons up here that, that you all do. So a little bit about me. I'm an intentional living expert that is out there preaching to the rooftops, to organizations and associations that exhaustion is not a status symbol. I was addicted to achieving for 15 years and I didn't even realize it. So I am out there preaching the power of these micro steps to change the common denominator in your life that you've never been taught who and how to talk to. And that's you. And when you do that, the ripple impact in your life is just so huge. I am happy to say we've delivered that message to over 2000 audience members globally. And we have a 98% audience approval rating. I think in this world that we're living in, we are just so hungry for human connection enough with the robotic culture yeah. Let's just be seen, right? Mass down, human first. So, so we're preaching that through speaking engagements virtually and in person. Um, I also have a podcast, Attention to Intention, which speaks to beautiful humans like you, talking about our journeys. Uh, I have a book out, an Amazon international bestseller. I know you are also a beautiful author. 
my friend, uh, Voices of the 21st Century, Women Transforming the World, which is the power of sharing our story. So you can find out more on this movement, where you can get it connected on Megan-Miller.com. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. And Megan, I think my puppy might have a little talk on you because I have done five episodes and he did not jump on this couch until he heard your voice. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to have to come see you in Vegas so I can give that doggy a big hug in person. I'm a huge animal lover and I feel like animals just know. Don't you? I do. And for anyone listening, uh, Maybe in your car, my puppy has jumped on the couch to be a part of the podcast and to get some airtime. And if you're watching the YouTube video, then you can see this little guy. His name is Jabo. So, Megan, I want to talk a little bit. You know, what you said is so important. And mm. we, you're right. We live in this culture of busy, busy, busy. And to me, like busy blocks you from your blessings. It's like straight up. Busy blocks you from your blessings. And so we live in this world where... Uh, it's like a badge of honor. Like mm -hmm. I am so busy or I am so like, I got so much going on. And in my head, my response is always like, you know, tell me somebody who doesn't have a lot going on, you know, your whole life, you have a lot going on. But I think it's really important, like you said, to be intentional with your time and, mm. and your values and understand like, you know, how do I build a life that's fulfilling, that feels good to me, that isn't bogged down in like autopilot mode, right? Like I just, I wake up, I go to work, I do this and I'm busy, 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 busy. And then I go to sleep and I hear this all the time. It's like, Oh, sweetheart, I don't have time for that. I wake up, go to work, pick up my kids. And then I go back to sleep and I start it all over again. And I'm like, is that really, you know, uh, not knocking it, but I, there's so much more to the world. Mm. So I'm curious for you, you know, how did you recognize you said after 15 years, you realized that, you know, you were constantly go, 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 go. How did you recognize after 15 years that like, I have, I have to make a shift. This isn't working. Yeah. yeah. I love how you said busy blocks you of your blessings, girl. We should put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <That, right>. <laughs> you took me to church with that one, my friend. It's so true. <laughs> like I created all of my own chaos, self-induced, which so many of us do, but we point the finger at everybody else because that's easy that it's your job, it's the boss, it's it's your partner, it's the kids, it's life, but but it's you. And that's the hardest conversation to have. So to answer your question on what spurred me to have this breakthrough, you know, as you talked about earlier today with me sharing your journey of life bringing you to your knees, that you, that, that you had no other option but to get into your calling and move into action. And same with me, my friend. So I had this 15-year journey of, you ever do this? I'll be happy when. That was my MO. I'll be happy when I get the next promotion, when I fit in this size jean, when I make this in the bank, when I can afford this nice handbag, when I can drive this nice car, and then you get it. And you're like, you know what? That didn't satiate the appetite. It must be something else. So you keep moving on this goalpost that never ends of what you're looking for because it's you versus you. So for me, it was this corner office job that as a C student, speech impediment, chubby kid from central PA, raised by a beautiful superhuman single mother, never thought that I would amount to much and believed it. So my job became this addiction because it was the first thing that ever made me feel worthy and good and validated. Yeah. And I was just on... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So hashtag surface level thinking, thought the promotion would make me happy to the corner office job. Got it. 
And then life, universe, divine, God, whatever word you want to use there, slapped me upside the head and was like, listen, girl, you are going down the wrong path. So I got this promotion that I thought would make me happy running sales for a billion dollar hospitality management company. That was my golden ticket was going to fix everything. And a few months later, I had a mental breakdown on the busiest highway in Philadelphia. And yeah. And, you know, my girlfriend just told me this. I've been telling this story for seven years. This was seven years ago. And my girlfriend just said to me uh, several months ago, she was like, you know, Meg, the irony of that whole story is your whole life was being busy. And isn't that something that you had this breakthrough on the busiest highway? And I think we all do that, right? We all create this busyness to numb ourselves so we don't have to feel. And in that moment, I realized, oh my God, I'm like popping Lexapro. I'm binge drinking, loveless relationship, $20,000 in debt. But yet I have the fancy office and everything looks good on social media. So in that moment, it began the long, hard journey. And it sounds easy, but man, it is tough and full of muck and myrrh to get to know the woman that I spent my whole life running from me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm hearing you, I'm hearing you talk and I can't help but think, you know, for many of our listeners that are, that are hearing this, that can resonate with the story, but how do you, you know, how do you make that shift? And we talked about this earlier on your podcast as well is, you know, there's a lot of individuals that know it like internally, like mm. something's not working for me. Like it doesn't feel right. Or I don't feel fulfilled or I feel like stuck. And, you know, I want something more for myself, but you know, I got the cushy office and I have a good paycheck and I have medical benefits and my family's great. So, all right, well, like, we'll just keep doing it. Right. And then, you know, five years goes by and that feeling in you is still kind of there where you're like, Oh, I just feel like there's more to me and but you know, everything's cool. And then another five years goes by. And before you know it, like your whole life has gone by where you've done okay, but you never really tapped into, you know, your highest self mm. or potential or being your best. And so I'm curious for you, we always talk about values here. Yeah. So for you, was it a matter of not taking the time to sit down and really ask yourself, like, what do I want? And then honoring what you want, like living in an alignment? Or do you think it was more of a, or maybe it's neither, more of a, you know, society says that these things make you successful. And so I guess I'm supposed to be successful. So I'm going to do these things so that I could be successful, right? Or like, what was it for you that, you know, got you to to where you were and then to make that shift? Yeah. And I love this question, my friend, because isn't that the hardest thing to spring into action? Because to your point, we all know what to do. And heck, one quick Google search and you can figure out what to do. It's not a lack of information. It's a lack of action. That's the hardest thing to do. So for me, a couple things, you know, one, what I realized and listen, it took me a long time to get here. I've, I've been on this journey seven years and it's still a journey. No one ever has it figured out. It's, it's continuous uh, with the life lessons. But, but what I had realized, one of the things was that when you look at your life as a six-drawer dresser, right? So you have your health, you have your finances, you have your relationships, you have your self-worth, you have your spirituality, you have your career. When you look at those, how full is each of those drawers? And I think that's where when we get agitated, when we get resentful, when we feel on edge, it's because we're focusing on the one drawer that's giving us the most validation. 
And so for me, that was my job. And so all these other drawers of my life were so empty. And I was expecting the job to fill all of these drawers. And no job can do that. You can have the best job in the world. But if you're expecting your job to fill all these other drawers of your life, you are mistaken, my friend, because it cannot. So it was these small little micro steps. I'm a huge believer in micro steps, making one small commitment of one thing in one drawer of my life. So if I felt like my relationships were lacking, which, by the way, the happiest people in the world. I love how you were talking about this earlier on how you've traveled to all of these other countries to find out what the happiest people in the world have. It's connection and relationships. And that's the first thing that goes when you're busy. And so for me, that drawer was sending texts to a girlfriend who was going through something or scheduling time to make the phone call on the way to the grocery store or doing the Sunday brunch with the friend, whatever that looks like. But, but making one small commitment in one drawer of my life and keeping it. And I will tell you, it sounds hokey. It sounds stupid. It sounds too simple, but it works. <laughs> and that is how I slowly began to get to know myself. And here's the other really interesting thing. It changed how I was reading the emails. It changed how I was showing up at the dining room table. It changed how I was sitting in traffic. All of those things that used to just skits me out and set me off edge weren't anymore because I was making one small commitment in one drawer of my life and I was keeping it. And that's it. But you say something that's really important that is really difficult and that's that you were keeping it. Uh, and I had, I had the honor of talking to uh, John Asaraf. So if anybody knows who that is, he's, you know, quite established in, uh, like neuroscience and mm. professional development space. And he said something that I just, I can't stop thinking about that, you know, are you interested or are you committed? Mm. Are you interested or are you committed? And so the thing that I'm hearing you say that is really the difference defining factor is that you stuck to it, right? Like you said, I'm going to do these things and, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Like I'm going to keep doing it. And I think, you know, that can be challenging for people of, you know, I see this all the time and I'm sure you do too. No different than goals, right? These are all the goals that I have. These are all the strategies that I'm going to implement, right? I got it all down. I know what I'm going to do, but, but the drive and the meaning and the motivation to keep doing it to keep doing it consistently so that you can see the transformation is really where that key is. And I'm sure it's a challenge. I'm sure it was a challenge for you. Like, you know, maybe in the beginning, like it wasn't as consistent and then you saw the benefits and you're like, I'm going to keep doing this. And now you built an amazing company that teaches this, but how do we teach individuals to actually commit to, to themselves to say yes to them? Cause so much of it is about saying yes. Like, we're not going to ditch our friends and our family. We're not going to let our family members and our work down, right? Like if we commit to a meeting, we're going to show up because we said we're going to the meeting, right? But sometimes when it comes to our own meeting with ourselves, right? One-to-one -one meeting at the gym or one-to-one -one meeting with self-care or one-to-one, -one, whatever it is, we're easy to like cancel, right? Cancel, I'm going to cancel on myself. So how do you get people to realize that like you are important and committing to your growth and intentional living every day like you talk about. I 
love this question for anyone who might not be watching on video. I'm literally about ready to pop out of my seat. Like, yes, 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 because it's, it's so true. These things sound easy, right? Okay. Make one promise. Keep it. Okay. That sounds easy, but it's hard, it especially when life gets busy. You know, the, the conversations that I keep having over and over again is I've gotten out of the habit. Mm. I think over COVID, when we were forced to be home, we found these beautiful little glimmers in life of reading the book, of taking the call with family to check in, of taking the walks. And now that we're busy, we stopped doing it. And when it's for you, to your point, my friend, when it's for you, it's the first thing that goes. So I always say, and you said this about motivation, we are sorely mistaken to think that we'll be motivated because here's the thing, you're not going to want to feel like doing it and going to the gym. I'm busy. Or when someone else has a request of your time. So for me, I would block things in my calendar. So simple of like going to get my annual doctor appointment, going to the DMV to get my license renews, nothing sexy, nothing cool. But what would happen is I would cancel it because someone else needed something from me. And that's how resentment builds. And that's how anger builds. Yeah. So how you start it is it's not about the time. It's just about keeping that. So what that looks like is, let's say it was a beautiful day, the Northeast, it is the spring is here, the sun is shining, the birds are chirping, and you woke up and you thought to yourself, you know what, today, I'm going to take the dog for an extra walk around the block at noon. And then at noon, all your calls ran over because that's life. So now it's 1240. And you only have 20 minutes before your next call. Instead of saying screw it, you keep it. And you do it. Even if it only is for 20 minutes for 10 minutes. It's not about the time. It's just about keeping it. And the only way you can do that, you're not going to feel motivated. It's springing into action and just do it. Like Nike said, just do it. Do it. hundred percent. I love that. Megan, this has been such a great conversation, a very needed conversation. I'd love to jump into the power section of our interview yeah. and ask, ask some rapid fire questions. And the first one is, and I'm excited to hear your answer actually, uh, if today were your last day, you know, on earth in the world, what is one golden nugget that you would want to leave with the world? Oh, and I look, can I just tell you how much I love that face when you just said rapid fire, girl, you gave me a little sass and I loved it. <laughs> one, I was like, oh, you're my girl. Uh, rap, what I would tell, oh, trust yourself, trust yourself. I look back at my own journey. It gives me goosebumps talking about it. I look back on my own journey and I knew what to do for a hell of a long time but I talked myself out of it. That's important. Trust yourself. I love that. Second question for you is we're very big on values here at Rise Up For You. We talk about them a lot. So what's one value for you that's an absolute non-negotiable? Speaking what I think, for a long time, I would hold myself back from saying the thing. And it can be something as stupid as, actually, you know what? I'm actually thinking we should go this direction. Or if my husband would ask me what I wanted for dinner, I don't care, whatever you want. Mm -hmm. Or I don't care what song you put on, whatever you want. Yeah. I never had an opinion because I was so focused on getting you to like me that to me now a value is if I think something to say it. And it can be something as simple as if I want Italian food versus Mexican food, saying it. <laughs> but it's just, it's, it, it's amazing how those little things of speaking your thoughts build up again, back to the micro steps, these small little things begin to build up. So it's when I think it, am I saying it? hundred percent. I have one more question for you, but before I ask it, tell us how the audience can learn more about you, uh, your website, any, you know, free things or anything that you have so that they can connect with you. Oh, thank you for that. 
please go to Megan, M-E-G-A-N hyphen Miller, M-I-L-L-E-R.com. I would love for you. The, that's where you can find everything about the site. You can buy the book. You can follow our social feeds. You can get on our Micro Step Monday communication where we drop one intentional little nugget in your inbox every Monday. Can't think of a better way to start the week. But what I would love for you to do on that site is we have four questions. I think your life, I, well, I know it, is, is a accumulation of the questions that you ask yourself. And my life began to change when I asked myself these four questions that are on the site. I've been doing it for seven years and it's a game changer. So I would ask you to please download those seven questions on the site. It's the micro step journal um, and keep them handy. It'll be a game changer in the conversations you have with yourself. Thank you. And we'll put that in the show notes as well. Uh, Megan, final question for you is, as you know, we arise up for you. Tell us what comes to mind for you, your initial feeling or thought when you hear that phrase rise up for you. Mm. You know, I have to go back to when I first met you, which was at this Women Empowerment Leadership Summit that you were hosting virtually. And everything I got out of that first engagement, because obviously rise up for you, I think of you. And I think of the strength and the vulnerability and the connection that happens from your tribe. And it makes me think of you are who you surround yourself with. And it makes me think about the courage to put out the ask and leverage the, your tribe. And you're not doing the journey alone. Someone has been where you've been. If you have enough courage to ask, someone can teach you in 15 minutes what it took them 15 years to learn. It makes me think so much about this community that you are beautifully and authentically continuing to build out that is full of innovation and thought stories and your own journey to help people navigate their own. I love that. Megan, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been such a pleasure. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. Thank you everyone for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. We are bringing you episodes every single week with amazing leaders, entrepreneurs, amazing individuals around the world that are really here just to serve you, to share, to empower, to educate and to help you be your best because you know what? The world needs you now more than ever. Thank you everyone for joining us. Thank you, Megan. Again, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. My name is Natalie.